Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to Table Talk. Thank you for joining us. I'm Pastor Yvette Gallinar from Word of Faith Global Ministries in Miami Springs, Florida. And Table Talk, for many of you that might know, not know, is a program that consists of conversational topics about the Word of God. And today I have with me our son, who is an ordained minister at our church, Pastor Ricky, like he is uh, very well known as Pastor Ricky Jr. <laughs> He's right. here with us tonight. So thank you for joining us, Ricky. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad I could uh, hop on with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. For those of you that may not know, uh, Pastor Ricky and I, uh, Pastor Ricky Sr. and I are the senior pastors of Word of Faith Global Ministries. And we have Pastor Ricky Jr. is one of the ministers uh, of our church, and uh, he gave an, um, an amazing, an amazing message this past Sunday. And uh, one of the reasons we brought him on tonight is because we want to elaborate on this wonderful message. But we want to let you know that if you'd like more information about our church, feel free to visit us at wordoffaithglobal.org. That's wordoffaithglobal.org. You could also visit us on um, our social media, Instagram or on Instagram and on Facebook. We're also on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube, however, at Word of Faith Global Ministries Miami, Florida, as there is another uh, Word of Faith Global Ministries out there, I think in the Atlanta area or Georgia area somehow, somewhere, uh, but we're Miami, Florida. So uh, please be sure to subscribe and we're also on podcasts. Uh, so please feel free to uh, share these messages along. But I'm super happy to have you uh, here tonight, Ricky. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I could, uh, we could hop on and kind of dive a little deeper into the word. Yeah, that's that's what these table talk sessions are for a lot of times. we, You and I have done several um, table talks regarding uh, messages that you've given, and uh, mm -hmm. we've elaborated on it because a lot of times you want to pack so much into a Sunday sermon and you don't have the time or else you'd be there mm -hmm. for hours on end, right? Right, and, right. Uh, these these segments are pretty cool because we get the opportunity to uh, get a little deeper into the message. You know, there might be things that you repeat here tonight that you repeated, obviously, on Sunday, but it'll give us an opportunity to just talk it through. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's yeah. let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, we actually concluded a series at, at our church called Hope in the Dark, and uh, you actually were the one to uh, conclude the series. And that was a real blessing, to be honest with you, when um, when I was listening to the message you gave, it was really, really on time and super encouraging for people, especially I want to say during this time of season. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's so many people that unfortunately uh, during the holidays, they're they're down. Um, you know, many have lost loved ones, especially during this time. And it strikes, you know, it strikes home for a lot of people. And uh, and I love how you brought a home um, this message uh, that, that you gave. You gave it uh, an incredible title uh, in the Hope in the Dark series um, title, but you gave it a title of your own. And you called it The Variable and the Constant. The Variable yeah. and the Constant. You want to elaborate a little bit on why you chose that title? Well, it's funny because I, I actually didn't come up with the title until the end of writing the message. Um, sometimes, you know, when I'm when I'm praying about a certain subject, like the Lord kind of gives me a title and it 
like leads you into the message you know what I mean like right. there's like this thought or there's something that that pops out while you're reading the word and you're like I, I don't know like it uh, uh it just kind of gives you direction sometimes a title in your head I didn't have that I I, <laughs> I, I didn't have like a, I you know obviously it was hope in the dark and I was kind of mulling that over and asking the Lord where he wanted me to take it but it wasn't until the end of it um that you know uh the the message just kind of unraveled and then I you know um that, that the Lord kind of gave me that idea of the variable and the constant. So the, the premise essentially is, is that, you know, that um, the, you know, the overall theme is hope in the dark, right. Yeah. And the elements of dark, and we could dive into a definition that I gave of what um, the darkness is. Um, that's the variable. That's the thing that changes. Darkness could come in many shapes and forms and um, but the hope, is what's constant so it doesn't it doesn't matter how darkness arrives it doesn't matter what shape or form it takes Mm. um but there's always a hope that is consistently there right regardless of that darkness and so you know in my mind the the variable here is that like you know there's there's that variable but you know we could have hope in that constant that there is that there is hope yeah exactly I loved it. I was wondering where you were going to go with that when you gave that title. I thought, hmm, that's kind of interesting. But <laughs> when you began to express it um, throughout the message, I, it started to come together. Uh, at least for me, it started to come together mm-hmm. like, I get it. That's that's a good, good title. You, you started it off with John uh, chapter 8, verse 12. Yeah. Um, and uh, it says, uh, Jesus said, and again, and, and again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Right. And I love how you kicked it off with that one particular scripture verse. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you go on to, you go on to describe what is dark, what is the dark uh, which <laughs> a side note, it was kind of funny because <laughs> there's, there's sometimes these uh, opportunities where you, as, as our son, you preach and <laughs> you share certain things that, you know, dad and I never really knew about <laughs> when you were a child and growing uh-huh. up, and you talked about watching a specific show when you were little. And I was like, I never do. You watch that. <laughs> so, oh was, yeah. Like, you were... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now, now I could say those things. I'm, I'm, a, you know, I'm married with with kids now, and so now I could share all the things that Christy you know, and I kept to ourselves as kids. <laughs> yeah, it's not. We, we like Christy, Christy, we, Christy, and I laugh about that. You know, obviously, <laughs> like growing up, you know, there's there's things, and look, it's just part of it. There's things that you kind of keep from mom and dad, and that was that was one of them. There was a show on Nickelodeon called "Are You Afraid of the Dark," and we knew that. Had we said, hey, can we watch the show? It's unlikely that you would have approved of it because it was a scary show. Like there was that, there used to be that show Tales from the Crypt that was like, I don't know, I don't know, I forgot, you know, what era that was. It played maybe the 80s or something like that, that that show. And that was, it was super creepy. (laughs) But this was like Tales from the Crypt, but like for kids on Nickelodeon. I don't know how they got signed off on that, but it was like a super creepy show. It was kind of similar to like the Goosebumps books and stuff like that for kids. But this was, you know this was a show and so Christy and I used to watch it and uh and we would we would get all scared and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah there there have been a couple of occasions where you've been up on that altar and we've been watching your message and we've been thinking 
huh okay so we didn't know uh, that one know. <laughs> that was kind know. of interesting <laughs> <Now> you know <laughs> and this was no exception that was pretty funny but you go on to uh talk about what is the dark and then you go on to the definition of dark and and, and yeah. can you talk a little bit through on that yeah so i mean i was thinking like i like i said i was you know, a lot of times you, you, you know, we get the, the overarching theme of what we're going to be discussing that month. Mm -hmm. Um, and you just kind of sit and mull it over, you know, and, and you, and you pray about it and you ask the Lord to give you direction and, and, you know, um, uh, it's fun. Dr. Laura always says, you know, what we want the Lord to show, show me the scrolls. Like, what do you have? You know? And yeah. so that's always been my approach. Like, God, what do you have for the congregation? What is it that you want me to communicate. And so in that process, I just, I was stuck on hope in the darkness. Okay. Well, what is our hope and what is darkness? Because darkness is such a, you know, it's, it's such a, it feels like it's all encompassing. What does that mean? What, what is dark? You know, what is, right. what is darkness? And so, you know, the Lord led me to that passage in, in John, where he says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so the light you know, it, it, there's, there is this, um, you know, uh, you know, Jesus is expressing that, that that's what he is. He embodies the light, right. You know? And so, you know, if, if we arrive at that and we believe that, that Jesus is the light of the world and what is darkness? Well, you know, if, if, if light is reflective of Jesus, then darkness will has to be the, the opposite of that. And, you know, right. I mean, it's, I feel like we could summarize that pretty quickly. So anything that doesn't reflect that of, you know, the, the, the personhood of, of Jesus, right. I would argue is, is darkness, yeah. you know? Um, and so I, I felt that that was a, you know, somebody might argue that that's, that might be over, overly simplified, but I, I think it makes perfect sense because sure. if it, if it does not reflect Jesus, in some way, shape, or form, then then I would I would venture to say that it is darkness. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of the foundation that I laid down, and then um, I tried to build off of that. Yeah, exactly. You um you gave the definition of of dark from Merriam um, Webster's dictionary, mm -hmm. and it's defined as devoid or partially devoid of light, not receiving, reflecting, transmitting, or radiating light. Right. So that that, you know, coincides obviously with what we're talking about, Jesus being the light of the world, obviously. And uh -huh. um, you say something here that I want you to also um, just expound on a bit. Uh, but you said here, I'd like to propose uh, because I don't believe it to be much of a stretch to say this is I'm quoting you here that darkness is anything, and then you put here in parentheses, um, circumstance, situation, person, event, ideology that does not reflect Christ. That's what you were talking about basically right now. Mm -hmm. um, but do you want to, do you want to expound on that just a little bit? Yeah. You know, I, I don't think, I don't think darkness is limited to one thing. You know, I think right. darkness can be, there could be a particularly dark situation. There could be a dark uh, worldview you know, a dark ideology of sorts. This is how I interpret things. Well, it's, you know, where's God in that picture? Like if yeah. he's not there, then I would, I would argue you have a 
probably you have a grim dark view of the world because Jesus plays no part in that you know um, a dark person when I say a dark person is somebody who you know uh, think of the you know the, the Hitlers of the world you know what I mean people that that you know just embodied a hatred or embodied a, a, a you know the, any anything that was the antithesis of 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 who Jesus is and now granted that kind of goes into you know you could, that can kind of open up a can of worms in the sense that we in many ways sometimes don't reflect Jesus because of our sinful nature and whatnot but you know to, to kind of rein it in a little bit I, I mean somebody that is just that is unapologetically you know uh living in such a way that is to uh, uh you know turn their backs against Christ and 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 all that he represents all that he asks us to live by and whatnot so like you know that would I would say that that's a a dark person or what or whatever and you know dark situations you know dark circumstances it's funny because you know uh, christy and i you know uh we we my, my sister and i we talk a lot on the phone or whatever and you know, we'll be talking about world events and we'll, we'll mm -hmm. see something and we'll be like man that's that's dark because it just it, it clearly there's something there that's that's right. not right you know that's not right there there's something there's something there that is that is not right. god like you know uh, mm -hmm. uh god honoring i mean it's 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 dark you know, I feel like that's the best way of saying it, you know, and it's uh, how many times have we, um, you know, even on mission trips, you guys have have shared, you know, I remember when you guys went to South America, you, uh, you, you told us that there were certain areas that, that you felt like, like a, like an oppression of sorts, there was this dark, yeah. heavy feeling. Yeah. And, and that is often, you know, tied to, you know, oppressive things that have been that have happened in that area, you know, uh, whether it's, it's, it's the practice of, you know, uh, who knows a santeria you know like uh you know satanic type things that are again just devoid of light jesus plays no part in that it's not what he's called us to do and so there's this weird oppressive dark feeling in those areas that's what i mean yeah you know and and it doesn't take a rocket scientist in fact it doesn't take a christian to recognize when something is dark you know, now granted, they might not, they might not acknowledge that what makes this thing dark is it's, it's exclusion of anything that is Christ-like, but it's pretty easy for some people to be able to point something out and say, yeah, that, that's, no, that's, I don't like that. That's, 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 you know, that's dark. That is, that is ugly. That is, uh, that's uncomfortable. Something stirs even in the heart of the unbeliever to say, yeah. ah, that doesn't feel right, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I meant by that. Yeah. And much more so for us as uh, Christians, as Christ followers, right? Because we have the Holy Spirit in us and this, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit bears witness as to things that we need to keep away from or things that, you know, the Holy Spirit will tell us, don't go there or, yeah. or, or don't, don't, um, uh, don't dabble in that. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I could give you an example and I, and I want to talk about something that as you were, as you were saying, two things came to mind and it kind of goes a little, a little off topic here, but I think it actually does go in the to pies. what we're describing here because we're talking about darkness right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we're eventually going to go into obviously the, the hope part. Um, but, um, give me just a second. I think I need to, um, bear with me. I apologize, but I needed to um, connect my computer, but I'll do it in just a minute. Um, but anyway, uh, I was thinking the other day about, um, as you were uh, saying this message that, um, you know, uh, 
when you were a child, mm -hmm. I remember we walked uh, by a store, a certain store. You might remember what I, I, I know. I know the story. I know you know the story. Yeah. Can, can you elaborate on that while I while I look for my connection? And I really do apologize for that. I, I'm just yeah. noticing that my computer is going a little lower. So go ahead. Go ahead. Talk a little bit about. Yeah. That. So so when I was when I was a kid, as most kids do, I liked comic books. Right. You know, um, so I had, you know, like Spider-Man comics and, you know, Superman and Batman and all that kind of stuff. And there there was a, a store close by to where where we lived um, in Fort Lauderdale. And there was a there was a comic book store. And so I remember I was begging dad, dad, I want to go to the comic book store. I want to get some more comic books or whatever. And I remember we walked into the comic book store and it was, you know, this little hole in the wall store. Um, and I remember being a kid. And I went to the comic section, but it's not, that's not the only thing they sold. They sold a bunch of other things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I remember being in the, in the, the section where the books were. And I, you know, I picked out a few, I remember it was Superman. I picked out a few Superman comics. Um, and we went and we, and we, we purchased them. And as we were walking out of the store, I, I, th I think I told you and dad, I was like, it felt weird in there. Right. And you were like, you guys were like, Talk to me about that. What do you mean? What do you mean by yes, that? And I was like, yes. yeah, it felt weird, right? Like it felt, I don't know, there was like a weird sense in that, in that store, right? Or is that just me? And you're, you guys were like, no, that, that's actually the, the Holy Spirit giving you discernment, even at a young age, that yes. something, something is amiss, you know? Um, and, and truth be told, now being older or whatever, like I, I, I get it. There's, there's things within certain comics and there's that, that world, um, you know, not, not to say that like comic books are, are bad, or if you like, you know, I like, you know, I like the Marvel movies, like that's whatever that's go ahead. But you know, there, there's things in that world that are not very God honoring. And there's some, some, some comics and there's some things or whatever that I know now we're like, that's a little, I don't know. That's not, that's not very God honoring. If you want to say, or that's not very, you know, uh, not, not the cleanest, you know, and just so I, I remember that just being a kid, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what it was. I just knew that inside in my gut, there was this weird, like, like a buzzing feeling where I was like, I don't know what I just, I want to get my two Supermans and get out of here. This is weird, <laughs> you know? And so that's, that's yeah. exactly what we did. But, yeah. but yeah, it, it was, it, you know, I, I remember that. <laughs> I do. I, I remember that very clearly. I refer back to that quite a few times, uh, uh, just just in general, sometimes I'm thinking about stuff like that that randomly come to my mind. And then there's times where it coincides with what, uh, you know, one is discussing and, I, and I'm thinking about that. But you were little. You were little at the time. Yeah, I was and, a kid. You know, you had, you had already accepted Jesus, you know, as your Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we, you know, you grew up in a Christian home and and whatnot. But uh, I do remember that. And <clears throat> but why why I touch on that is just because of the fact that the Holy Spirit does give the give us that discernment as right. being Christ followers. Um, you were talking a little bit about, um, you know, how you and your sister have conversations a lot of times about, you mm. know, things in general. And, you know, I know a lot of the, the discussions that you have because you share them with me as mm. well. And uh, and and so uh, I as you were talking about the whole darkness situation, um, again, this is kind of off topic, but we're going to bring it back. Mm. But, you know, there's been this real big news thing about this Balenciaga 
Yeah, that's not off topic at all. That's perfectly on topic, right? actually. So I know, yeah. but I mean, uh, you know, I know that that's yeah. kind of like over here, but that is dark at the same time. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, and, and so there's so much out there in the world that is dark. I mean, the, yeah. the it, for those of you that may not know what we're talking about, you know, this is, uh, you can Google it, you can find it, um, you know, in your news source. If you haven't heard about it, uh, go look at social media. It's all over the place. But talk about something dark, absolutely right. insanely dark. Now watch. Right. This is live TV, okay? <laughs> mm -hmm. I have my connection, but I need to connect it. So Go ahead. I'm going to connect it <laughs> while you Go keep ahead. on talking. But um but yeah, uh, the whole thing with Balenciaga is something that yeah. you know is, is a extremely dark and it has to do with children. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And I believe Ricky, I believe with all my heart that there is an agenda against the family. There's an mm -hmm. ag agenda against our children. That's why mm -hmm. we see and we hear about so much of, you know, the abortion topic. Um, so can you talk a little bit through on that? Yeah, go ahead. Go plug, plug in the computer. I need I'll to give you some music. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. There you go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, do, this do is it. an entertainment type of, uh, <laughs> of table talk today because I'm always on the ball with everything that I need to have prepared for table talks and today i forget this <laughs> so i apologize in advance but this is live uh, what it is you know it is it is what it is so anyway <laughs> do it up <laughs> i will i will right go now. ahead go ahead if i had a joke i'd tell a joke right now or something you, but you, i don't i don't, you are I don't more have than one welcome to tell a joke a, and... a bad dad joke or something i don't have any you actually know, man maybe, i used to maybe what maybe a bad dad joke i don't know you're always saying jokes about dad on the pulpit we yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny Four. though because I feel like the 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 older I've gotten, the more like dad I become. So I I, know. I, I poke fun at him, but I'm I'm in in many ways poking fun at myself because I'm so true. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So true. Again, I apologize in advance. Uh, everything is good. We're 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 good to go. That means that we're not gonna be cut off air. <laughs> so thank yeah. you. Yeah. But going back to um, the, the the thing. Yeah, yeah I, the, the topic. It's. It's it's terribly terribly dark, and now that, that's a perfect example of like, look, it doesn't take a Christian to see something and say like, nope, nope, that's not right, that's not right. And what you know, essentially, what happened is that they came out with a campaign of sorts that um, featured children that were um, holding some teddy bears that were in like these weird sexually like you know, um, I don't know, like it, I just look look it up. And, and it's, and it's, and it's telling, you know, and then apart from that, there's also been, you know, more revelations, if you will, of people that have been associated with Balenciaga, certain designers and photographers or whatever that have posted things on their, on their Instagrams and whatnot that, that depict children in distressing situations and yeah. weird, like, you know, yeah. uh, like part of the, part of the, the release for, for that, you know, one line that they had come out with had, you know, clothes that looked like it, it was, you know, it had like blood stains on it. And yes. there is, you know, th there, there's stuff that like, look, and I, this is not to knock anybody that is, you know, that, that appreciates art and, and all that kind of stuff. I understand that art is subjective. You know, um, I've been to a number of museums and, you know, um, there's some stuff that I'm like, yeah, that's, that's incredible. 
And there's other things that I'm like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know what the hype is. I'm not, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't click, you know? So maybe, maybe this is just on me or whatever, but when it came, when it comes to that, there like, that is objectively bad. I don't care who you are. There's nothing artistic about that. That that's not artistic expression. And unfortunately, I think that we live in a world in which a lot of things, a lot of things are whitewashed and brushed over because it is artistic expression. When in fact, there's nothing artistic or subjective about it. That is objectively bad or wrong. And I think what what's going on with the Balenciaga thing is that that's exactly what it is. It is objectively wrong. You you're 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 depicting children in situations that they should not be depicted in, which calls to to question the photographers it calls to question the company like who were the people that sat around a conference table and said yes this is a great idea yeah. but i questioned the morale uh, or the morals rather of, of of a group of people that could stand there and sign off on this additionally i questioned you know the parents and i hey i don't mean to bash everybody but like good lord like why why are you having your children's de- depicted in that way that's not okay I don't care who you are. It's not okay. That's not, that's not something to, to laugh at or to just, Oh yeah, that's cool. Or yeah. You know, it's just, again, it's just artistry and and stuff like, no, that's not artistry. That's not okay. That is in many ways, very, uh, it, it, it it reeks of pedophilia. It reeks of, of just, you know, demonic, you know, uh, uh, satanic, weird, yeah. uh, yeah, I don't it's, it's, it's just dark. It's yeah. dark. You look at it and you're like, this is not okay. Apart from that, there was a, um, you know, the, in one of the images, there was a scattered, it would show like a desk that was all disheveled mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and, and among the, the desk, there was a, you know, court documents from a, 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 a court case that dealt with like mm-hmm. child pornography. Right. Why on earth is Why? that, part of your part of your uh uh your, your setup for for the for the campaign the the new uh line of clothes or whatever like why why for what reason you know and i i, I saw one video of a, of a photographer that's worked with you know a lot of these major fashion houses and he was talking about he's like you to to get an image approved in when you're coming out with these campaigns with these lines or whatever you know like the summer line the fat you know the the fall line or whatever like to get these images approved it goes through so much like there are so many hurdles to get things approved so that it could be finally pushed out to the public to represent whatever it is that they have coming out and he's like what that means is that these pictures that were published went through a number of different hands and so a bunch of different people had to look at this and say, yes, this is okay. Hand it on to the next person. Yes, this is okay. All right, great. Let's publish it so that the world can see. And they're caught and they're catching a lot of flack and rightfully so. But again, it just shows you like, what, where are we? You know, where are we in fashion? Where are we in music? Where are we in the mm-hmm. entertainment industry? Where are we as a whole, as a people that this, that somebody thought this is a great idea. Yeah. You know, and so I, I would say that, yeah, we're living in dark times. Yeah, I would say that we're living in dark times when you have a major fashion house that sells unbelievably priced, expensive clothing items, publishing pictures that put uh, that are putting children in, mm-hmm. you know, in, in terrible. They're depicting children terribly yeah. that that have documents of child pornography. Like, what are we communicating here and how are we going to act like this is OK? Yeah. And so. Not to go off on a ramp, but yes, that's dark. I don't care who you are. It doesn't take a genius. It doesn't take a Christian to come to that conclusion. That is dark. And, and you know, we shouldn't stand for it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And there, and like I said a moment ago, it's, it's it, honestly, it's a demonic assignment um, against children, against right. families. <laughs> and I read an article or I read the headlines, I think of an article recently that it, there was um, one of the parents of one of the children that were portrayed in, in one of those pictures. And the parent was like, I don't know what the big deal is. We had a great time during the photo shoot. And they I thought to myself, that's great. Okay. I mean, right. how, how dark can you be here? You know, it, I, I just mm -hmm. don't understand. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, that's just one of the examples that I wanted to bring about as you were talking from the, from the get-go, I wasn't even going to talk about that, to be honest with you, Yeah. but it does come to mind because it comes in line with the fact that we are living in very, very dark times. Uh, you, you, um, uh, quote John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, steal, kill and destroy. And Jesus yeah. of course says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly, obviously. Right. So yes, things are dark because anything inherently rooted in death or war, for example, con contrary to the word, because you were talking about um, the constant rumors of war, mm -hmm. um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, the tensions with other countries, the talk of new nuclear capabilities, that it reeks of potential death and destruction. And so yeah. in essence, we're seeing scripture come alive in our day and age. Could we safely say that that is the case, right? Yeah. Um, but you say our God is a God of life. And obviously mm -hmm. we, we celebrate life. And then you go on to talk, and I know that we've been talking so much about this, but I really want us to bring it to the home stretch um, with the hope and the light of the world and everything <clears throat> that you mentioned in your in your message but uh you have a section where you talked about how darkness comes right mm -hmm. and in the scriptures uh you said we have endless accounts of people that experience darkness in some way shape or form you talked about yeah. some of those situations can you talk about those two yeah so i i spoke about two separate um uh, people in the in the in the scriptures and the first of which was joseph and the second of which was was peter um and what i was trying to communicate is that like i said darkness comes in it, it it's it's the variable you know like it, it can change the way that it arrives in our lives can change and so in the case of joseph for example he had he had dark things wrong things he had things inflicted upon him that he didn't necessarily ask for, you know, right. like I, I talk about how he, his brothers initially, you know, questioned whether or not to kill him. Then they decided to throw him in a pit. They ultimately end up selling him off. Like he didn't ask for that. You know, there was a jealousy there uh, um, that was experienced among the brothers, but you know, he, it's not like he, he, you know, it's not as though he did something specifically which led to that. Granted, he shares a dream and, and the brothers didn't care for it or, or, or whatnot. But in many ways, the brothers do this out of their own, you know, their own jealousy, their own anger and, and whatnot. So that happens. Then, you know, Joseph ends up getting um, he, he ends up serving a, a man by the name of Potiphar. Um, and then Potiphar has a wife. Uh, Potiphar, Potiphar's wife is attracted to Joseph because he was young and handsome. And so she uh, kind of comes on to Joseph and he he has, has none of it. So he goes bolting out of the house. And what she ends up doing is she ends up accusing that he, you know, made a pass at her. 
And so he ends up getting in prison because of it. Again, Joseph did the right thing here. He wasn't, he was in the right, you know, he was, he, he did, he did the, the God honoring thing and he, and he got out of there. He split, you know, he's like, how can I, how can I do this to, to, to the, you know, the, the person that I serve that's treated me well, I, I'm going to sleep with his wife. And so he does the right thing and he ends up in prison again, you know, it like it, something wrong a a, a a bad circumstance a darkness if you will came upon him in a in a way that he didn't ask for like it just it happened you know on the contrary he was doing the right thing um i contrast that to say peter and peter in in, in the new testament we know at the end of jesus's life he um he he rejects jesus even though jesus tells him like hey by the way you're gonna you're gonna reject me three times and peter says he'd never do so well when it comes down to it you know when jesus needs him the most Sure enough, he rejects Jesus and he does it three times. Yeah. And it says that after the third time, he, 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 he wept bitterly, you know? And so imagine now the amount of the, the depressed feeling, the, the, the feeling of disappointment, the feeling of, of having dropped the ball in such a bad way, you know? Yeah. And so he, in essence, kind of did that himself. He's at fault here. He's the one that dropped the ball. And yet after when Jesus finally resurrects, there's this beautiful moment in the book of John where Jesus is talking to Peter and he asks them on three separate occasions, one time for each time that Peter denied him, you know, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Then feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I, I, I love you. Okay, then feed my lambs, you know, so and there, so there's this beautiful moment. And so what I what I was trying to communicate with the with the bulk of the message is that, look, there's a variable and there's a constant in life. There's going to be dark things that happen, things that things that are out of our control, you know, uh, whether it's a sickness that comes on seemingly out of nowhere, a loved one that passes away, you know, like things that are completely out of our control. We didn't ask for it. A situation, you know, like they had layoffs at work and I happen to be one of them, even though I've been with the company for 15 years, you know, things like that. These 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 moments that can thrust us into a dark place or whatever that we don't ask for. And yet there's grace and there's hope in those situations. Likewise, there's going to be times where we're the ones that dropped the ball. We're the ones that put ourselves in a bit of a precarious situation. We're the ones that did it. And yet there's still grace even in those moments when we're the ones at fault here. That doesn't mean that we're, you know, we, we could get off scot-free. Like we're still a lot of times going to face the, the repercussions of having dropped the ball, of having, you know, uh, it's not as though Peter rejected Jesus and, you know, Jesus poked his head up and said, Hey man, no, don't worry about it. You're good. Like, no, Peter walked away weeping bitterly. God knows for how long, you know, he felt that feeling, just how, how long he was in that depressed state or whatever. But then it was ultimately that, that Jesus showed that he had forgiven him, that there was, that there was still a plan and a purpose for, for his life. And so that to say that, you know, I don't know what you're facing, but chances are we're, we're all facing something that is dark and difficult right now, whether we, brought it upon ourselves or whether we didn't the fact of the matter is that the one thing that is for sure the one constant is that we have both in either circumstance that's great that's i, I love how you how you express that because it's it's so true you you talked about how sarah couldn't conceive you right. talked about how daniel faced death in the lion's den to his due to his commitment to god obviously Shad, shadrach meshach and abednego experienced the same right as daniel mm. uh moses dealt with pharaoh you know david dealt with goliath saul adultery murder you know mm. you you get all those you know variables there right um right. esther right. dealt with haman and the potential 
ex, uh, extermination of her people. Um, Elijah dealt with Jezebel and the threat of his life. Um, Job, which we know that Pastor Hilda preached on that um, book recently on this same series, which was a great mm -hmm. message too. Job dealt with the loss of his family and fortune. I mean, if there's anyone that we could look at in the Bible that we can truly say, my goodness, did he got, yeah. experience a dark time in his life was Job. Right. And the apostles dealt with a bloodthirsty Saul and right. Paul then dealt with beatings, imprisonments and threats to his life. So yeah, we have, we have it all in the word of God, don't we? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You had people that asked for it, people that didn't ask for it. And yeah, you know, it's, God was present, you know, God was still there. He was still available. He was still there in the thick of it. And I think that's probably the biggest hope that we, that we have as, as believers is, you know what, there are times where things happen that we don't, we don't get. And I, I said that at the end of the message, because, you know, one of the, the, the caption of this, of this um, series was, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? And, and truth be told, I have no idea. I have right. no clue none you know and any pastor that that acts as though they know or is lying they don't know there's there's really like we just don't know and we won't know until we you know die and go to heaven and then we sit and have a conversation with the lord and say hey, god can you can you know shed a little bit of light here and then and then he, that. you know yeah and we might do that if that even interests us which it likely won't because we'll be far too blown away by the fact that we're you know um in his presence but what i'm saying though is that you know there there are things in this world that that just don't make any sense you know, we've experienced losses at, at, at our church that don't make sense. Yeah. And and we sit there and we look at God and we say, hello, like what what happened here? Yeah. Um, but we but we have hope, though. We, we, we still have hope that, you know what, God can work some good through any and all situations. It doesn't matter. Like he's that brilliant that he can work. So and, and, and that's that's hard. That's hard to because because, for example, you look at the Balenciaga thing. You say, how can some good come out of this? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I have no idea, yeah. but good thing I'm not God, you know, like <laughs> I, 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 I have no idea. Maybe, maybe the good is that, you know, some people open their eyes to things that are going on in this world and think, you know what, I need a, I need some reprieve from this yeah. and, and find their way, you know, and find, find it in God as, as they should, you know, who knows? I, I don't know. I have no clue, but I know that God, the maker of the heavens and the earth is, is wise enough and smart enough that he can utilize situations and, and things that we conclude are dark and terrible and awful and he could still turn them for for our good it says that in the word so yeah. you know what that 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 is who he is even though it may not make sense to me right now or tomorrow or next month or next year he can still use all things for for our betterment and so that that is the hope that is the hope likewise you know there's hope even when i do drop the ball even when it's me you look at this look at the story of david you know the story of david and bathsheba mm -hmm. that he was wrong all day in that situation Correct. you know yeah. he was he, and, and what he did was terrible he was he just get it kept it just kept getting worse for david he's you know he slept with bathsheba who, who who was married to uriah if i'm not mistaken uh and then he has him killed off he has him put to the front line so that he dies off they end up she ends up getting pregnant they lose the child but then what's the child that comes after that it's solomon you know what i mean and so it it's again it's crazy but god has a a knack and, a, and an ability to work and do incredible things even in the worst of situations and so i think as as christians our responsibility is to try to find 
some some solace in that and to be trusting enough to say you know what god even though it doesn't make sense to me even though i didn't ask for this or maybe i did ask for this maybe i put i brought this upon myself but i know that i have forgiveness i have grace and and you could still you could still pull me out of this and work out something in which i end up better off at the end of it than i was before you know right right that's great i i was going to i was going to kind of put you on um on, uh, I guess, uh, maybe off, um, what am I trying to say? Um, I didn't, I didn't forewarn you about this, but the thought keeps coming to my mind and I wanted to, <clears throat> I, I don't know why I have this sense that someone needs to hear this tonight, mm -hmm. you know, everything that we're talking about, but this one thing in particular, and, and I might ca catch you off guard. That's, that's the phrase I was thinking about to tell you, I might catch you off guard here because I didn't pre-warn you um mm -hmm. but can you can you share with the audience um you know i believe that one of the darkest moments that you had in your life uh, mm -hmm. and that was something that you kind of shared a little bit um at the beginning of the message as a matter of fact you got very emotional and obviously mm -hmm. are watching you uh mm -hmm. deliver that message right before you started with the message it was very emotional for me and your father obviously um, mm. But can you share with the audience a little bit about a dark moment that you had in your life? And, and, and this wasn't necessarily anything that you brought upon yourself or, or you, mm. you know, you and Brianna, because you went through it together and it was numerous right. times. Can you share a little bit about that time in your, in your life? About yeah. Um, <clears throat> Brie, um, my wife, for anybody who doesn't know, um, Brianna, we're, uh, next August, we'll be married nine years. Um, Amen to so that. Thank God, thank God for that. Um, but Brie miscarried three times, uh, three times she miscarried. And, um, and, and every time wasn't, you know, it, it was awful. It was, it was terrible. Cause you know, you go through the emotions of the excitement and, you know, you tell your family and, you know, it's all this, like, you know, you, you, it's it's thrilling to know that you're gonna have a child you know and and you you have the positive pregnancy test you know you you, you hear a heartbeat or, or whatever and and you know it's just um it's tough you know it, it was difficult and and it never made any sense to us and then what, what what was even worse than that is that we ended up going to doctors to see like okay is it is it me is it is it her you know and we're just trying to get some answers as to like, why, why does she, cause she kept, you know, she kept uh, losing the baby in the first trimester. And so like we, we could do, we could never get to the second trimester for whatever reason. Um, and so we went to the doctors and the doctors like didn't have an answer for us. You know, they ran all sorts of tests, they did tests on me, they did tests on her and they're like, yeah, I, you know, we got, we got nothing for you. And so it was literally like, we had no idea, you know, we, 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 we had no idea. And so, um, you know, she miscarried three times and then finally she got pregnant a fourth time. And now we have Judah who's four years old, you know? And so I, you know, that it, it was, a, it was a dark time in our life because we had no answers. We had like, no, there was no answers, not even the doctors, the people that we entrust to give us some answers as far as why we can't, you know, get pregnant, like, or why we can't keep the pregnancy rather. Um, they had, they had nothing for us. And, and it was, you know, it was difficult because we were like, God, like, what's the deal here? What, why, why are you, why, why are you giving this to us and then taking it away? You know, like, well, that's, that's really what it felt like. That's what we, you know, where you stand there with your arms open, like, right. what's, what's, what's going on here, you know? And, you know, you, you, 
you try to it's almost like you try to build a case for yourself you're like you know we're, we're, we're good we're good christians you know we love you we we, we follow you we're you know we we go to church we tithe we're you know we're good people we're we, you know we love you know we're, like why do you like we would think here hello you're gonna be you're gonna bless us with a child like isn't that you know we got married we did the right thing what's what's going on and we had no answers and and to this day i still have no answers I still don't know why we lost those pregnancies. You know, I still don't know why God allowed us to go through that. I, I don't know. I, I can't give you a firm. This is why, you know, oh, I, he finally told me. And it was for this exact reason. I don't have that. And I don't know that I ever will have that. Brianna doesn't have, it, you know, um, I just know is that we, we continue to, we continue to try and we continue to pray and believe like, look, Lord, we're, we're going to have a child. We believe we're going to have a child. You know, we, we're, we're going to have one. And now we have two, you know? Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was difficult. It was, it was a challenge. And the story that I shared, you know, on, on Sunday was, you know, a little, a little, you know, portion of that. And, um, you know, we're grateful. We're just, we're, we're so grateful to have our kids. Yeah. You know, we, 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 we love them immensely, you know, and we, and we it's like, we can't imagine life without them sort of thing, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I have no answers. I have no answers. And so the person that's experienced loss of some kind, if you're in that situation, or maybe you've lost a loved one, like I, I can, I can relate to you in the sense that I, I don't know why it happened. And I, and I get the frustration and the difficulty of not having an answer. Cause it feels as though you have no closure. Exactly. You know, you have, it's not like you can pinpoint, okay, but they passed away because of such and such because of, because, you know, they, you know, like, I don't know, they were exposed to whatever, or I, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like you, you have like no justification of sorts, right. you know what I mean? And, and, and that's the worst situation when you have no rhyme or reason, it feels as though this came upon you with no rhyme or reason. Yeah. And, and you just kind of have to deal with it. Yeah. You know, and, and again, it, it makes, it makes no sense. And, and, and it can be sometimes infuriating and sometimes you wrestle with God and sometimes you're angry at God, mm. which truth be told, I think is okay. I think is okay to have a moment where you're, where you question the Lord. Mm. I think the, I think the Lord understands that what he's called us to is a relationship. Mm. And I think part of a relationship is not a superficial relationship where we, I can't question God. No, that's not a relationship in the same way that I can, you know, ask my wife, well, why'd you, hold on, why'd you do it that way? Though? Why, why not this way? And she could do the same to me, or I could do the same to my child. You know, my, my, my son could come and say like, hello, dad, why? Like what, you know? And, and that's, that's a relationship. I think likewise, we can go to the Lord and say, hello, I, I gotta admit, I'm a little upset here. Yeah. What's up? Like what's, what's going on? I, it, this doesn't make sense. And sometimes you get an answer and sometimes you don't. And sometimes you don't. And we have to be okay sometimes. with that. <laughs> and and you have to be okay with that, which is, which is really hard, which right. is really, really, really hard. Yeah. Um, so I, I can, I can sympathize and with, with, with people that, that are in that particular situation right now. Cause, mm -hmm. cause I've, I've been there. Brianna and I were both there, especially with, with those that are trying to conceive and, and trying to start a family and whatnot, or those that, that experience, you know, a miscarriage at any point in their lives, you know, I, I, I get it. I get it. And um, I wish I had a greater, more comforting answer. Um, but, but I don't, the only thing that I can share is that, you know what, in the, in the moment I hated it. I hated every minute of it. I hated every second of it. But when, when we finally did have our child and we've had, like I said, we have two of them now, I think we were so much more grateful yeah. and we, and, and we live in a, in a, in a, um, in a state of constant gratitude. 
Right. You know, and, and that's something that, that Brie and I, I, I will say that that is something that Brie and I practice very, very strongly in the sense that constantly we look at each other and we say, look, at the end of the day, we have two healthy children. Thank Absolutely. God for that. Thank God for that. They drive us crazy. They make a mess. <laughs> but you know what? At one point we had, we didn't have that mess and we wanted that mess. Yeah. And at one point we wanted, you know, a rowdy house and now we have it, you know? And so like, sometimes it's like, Hey man, this is, <laughs> this is what you wanted. So be grateful. And, and we are, right. we we're, we're, we definitely are. And so when, when you do experience a, a loss like that, or when you do experience a difficult moment or you're in a difficult moment, when you do get out of it, you're on the other side, I pray and I hope that you live with gratitude and you add, and you thank God, you know, for the testimony and you never forget the testimony that it doesn't become commonplace for you. Like, oh yeah, this is my two kids. Yeah, the two kids that you didn't have at one point, the two kids that you cried, you know, that, that, that you were crying with your wife with because right. you wanted them. Like, yeah, those are the same two kids. Right. Granted, they might drive you nuts a little bit right now, but those are the same two kids that you you cried for. So, yeah, this is the job that you cried for. Yeah, this is the 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 spouse that you cried for. It doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect at the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it's not going to be perfect from here on on into eternity. But like, be grateful for it. Be be profoundly grateful for it. And so, yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm glad you shared that. Thank you for sharing that. And I could relate completely, as you well know that. We, dad and I had a miscarriage, um, before you were born. Right. And, uh, it was, I can, I can relate completely. I didn't have three, but I had the one. And that one Mm. was, uh, one of the most devastating moments of, of our lives. And, and just, you know, just experiencing that loss is, is very, very difficult. So I can sympathize as well with, uh, those type of losses with many, many people. So I know that many, that are listening tonight and those that are going to be hearing this message in the future are going to relate to that. Um, so thank you for, for being so transparent and honest and and sharing that, uh, with us. Uh, then we have the constant, mm-hmm. the constant. So you want to talk a little bit about that portion? Uh, our yeah. hope is the one constant. Our hope is the one constant, you know, it, it, it really is. It doesn't matter what the situation is. We have hope. We have yeah. hope that God could turn a situation that is awful and turn it for our good. Yeah. And we have hope that even when we do drop the ball, there's still grace and forgiveness and compassion. And and he still has a plan and a purpose for us. It's not like that falls off, you know, right. when we drop the ball. A lot yeah. of times that gets worked into the plan and the purpose. Yeah. You know, that that gets worked into the testimony. And so you know, we have hope that like, hey, your story is not over. It doesn't end here. It's not as though God turns his back on you and says, I don't know, you got to figure it out from here on out. That's yeah. not the case. On the contrary, he'll he'll meet us right where we are. And so that's our constant. Our constant is him. He's not going anywhere. He's here to stay. He's here to pull us through regardless of the situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what um, you closed off with saying exactly that our hope is the ones, the one constant, our hope is the one thing that is unchanging. <clears throat> that hope is that we have a God so brilliant that anything that the enemy throws our way that we didn't ask for, God can use for our good. Right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Our hope is that we have a God so gracious and forgiving that even when, um, 
we're the ones uh, it, the it's kind of light here so i can't uh, i can't hear i can't see it so well you said our hope is that we have a god so gracious and forgiving that even when we're the ones clearly at fault he still doesn't turn his back on us he won't reject us and he won't forsake us right right and then you ask the question what darkness are you facing today is it something out of your control because there is hope there is hope. While you were closing too, I was reminded of the fact that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. Yes, he's that constant. Mm -hmm. And then I was reminded of James chapter 1, 16 through 17. And maybe we can close off with this scripture tonight. And that is, uh, do not be deceived, my, bro my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom right. there is no variation or shadow due to change. So he yeah. doesn't change. He doesn't change. He doesn't he doesn't go with the flow of the culture. Right. He doesn't go with the flow of the waves. One one day God is happy, one day God is sad, one day God is good, yeah. one day God is bad. Oh no, he does not change. Right. He is right. constant. He is yeah. the same yesterday, today, and forever. No variation or shadow due to change. And I looked up um, this commentary uh, from the Bible Believers Commentary of that those two scripture verses. And here's what it says. And I thought it was interesting so we can close off today. It says, it is not unusual for people who fall into sin to blame God instead of themselves. They say, in effect, to the creator, why have you made me this way? But this is a form of self-deception. Self Only good gifts come from God. In fact, he is the source of every good and every perfect gift. James describes God as the father of lights. In the Bible, the word father sometimes has the meaning of creator or source. For example, you see Job 38, 28. Therefore, God is the creator of or source of lights. But what is meant by lights? Certainly, it includes the heavenly bodies, the sun, moon, and stars. We see that in Genesis. We see that in Psalms. But God is also the source of all spiritual light. So we should think of him as the source of every form of light in the universe, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. God is unlike the heavenly bodies he, he has created. They are undergoing constant changes. He never does. That's our constant. Perhaps James is thinking not only of the declining brilliance of the sun and stars, but also of their changing relation to the earth as our planet rotates. Variableness characterizes the sun, moon, and stars. The expression, uh, the expression shadow of turning may mean shadow caused by turning. This could have reference to the shadows cast on earth by the rotation of the earth around the sun, or it could refer the, to eclipses. A solar eclipse, for instance, is produced when the moon's shadow falls on the earth. With God, it is quite different. There is no variableness in him or shadow caused by turning. And his gifts are as perfect as himself. Awesome. When I read that, I thought, boy, that was that was kind of interesting. That goes right in line with this message because right. it talks about constant <clears throat> and it talks about variables as well. Right. So I, I really enjoyed the message that you gave, Ricky. It was um, 
It was very beautiful. I believe that it really touched so many people's lives. To be honest with you, I, I believe that, um, you know, ever since I, I posted it, as a matter of fact, um, yesterday, I want to say, <clears throat> and um, gotten a lot of views on that post. And I know that the uh, the actual message on YouTube has increased with uh, with views as well. And I believe that it's an on time, a now kind of message because of yeah. the fact that we're dealing with our um you know our uh the season that we're in and then there's so mm -hmm. many people too that are dealing with uh a lot of a lot of things you know during this time especially i believe yeah. right yeah yeah so will you close us off uh with a thought will you close us off with a little encouraging word and 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 maybe perhaps a prayer as well uh with for us tonight yeah for sure and you know, my, my encouraging thought is, is exactly, is exactly what we've spoken about. I, it, it, it makes no difference what the situation is. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Whether you're in a funk right now, because you're the one that dropped the ball or you, you, you did something, you know, and we do things all the time, mm. deal with the consequences of it. Or maybe you're dealing with, uh, with something right now that is out of your control, just kind of yeah. happened. Um, there's hope. Yeah. There's hope in both in both situations, um, and that's something that we can at least rely on. There, um, sometimes that doesn't mean that you'll find uh, immediate relief in in the second, right? Because you know you're, you're we're still dealing with it. You know we're we're still working through it. But we at least have that hope that we have somebody to lean on, and that's and that's Jesus, and He'll yeah. pull us out of it. Um, he'll He'll get us through it. He can work that situation for your good. Yeah, and he'll get you onto the other side of it, and and when that happens, you know, um, look back and be grateful and and be thankful, and I hope and pray that it, it'll be a testimony that you could then mm -hmm. use in the future for the next time that you find yourself in a situation either that you put yourself in or you didn't ask for, because in many ways that's kind of what living is. Living is dealing with these things that kind of get thrown our way, or dealing with the consequences of of something I I, I did or I I dropped the ball there or whatever. Right um there's hope there Absolutely. is hope there is always hope amen uh, but if amen if you want i go i could close this in prayer if you'd like yes absolutely uh, i'd be happy to absolutely. um father god we thank you so much for your word um we thank you for allowing us to be able to dive deep um to kind of just discuss real life as a as a christ follower you know it's not always glamorous um but we have the blessing of knowing that you're with us and that is there there's comfort in that lord knowing that you don't forsake us you don't leave us lord and while we may be fickle and while we may be the ones that can so easily turn our backs and we could be the ones to drop the ball you never do lord you're you're here and you're with us and you're you're present and you're available so lord i speak you know i pray for anybody that is either going through something that like i said they didn't ask for or Maybe something that maybe they did in some ways. I pray, Lord, that you reveal yourself to them in a new way, Lord, that they can experience the hope that is only found in you, Father God, um, that they can you know, feel a sense of peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding, Father, that can only be found in you, Lord, especially now as we enter into the holiday season and you know, we recognize the season as a, you know, um, just celebrating your your birth and your arrival here on earth lord and um the start of an incredible 
33 years and the greatest redemptive story that this world has ever seen. As we enter into this season, Lord, it could sometimes be difficult looking back at the previous year and seeing the things that have taken places uh, that, that have taken place and the loss that we've um, experienced, both self-imposed and those that weren't. But again, Lord, I pray that you reveal yourself, Lord, that we, um, we can, you know, experience that peace, Lord, actually tangibly, like physically feel that peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord. Um, but we thank you, Lord. I pray that you help us, teach us to trust you, teach us to lean on you, teach us to continue to put our faith and our hope in you. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, Ricky. I appreciate your time. And sure. uh, thank you for all of you who have uh, joined us this evening. Be sure to send this message to your friends and your loved ones. I'm sure that they will uh, glean mm -hmm. a lot from it. And I'm sure that it'll be uh, a good encouraging message for for everyone uh be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel like and uh, share these messages thank you so much for joining us tonight god bless you and we are going to see you again very very soon god bless take care bye ricky have a good night <laughs>